You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Well, it's a, it's a quick turnaround this week, Brain. It feels like we literally just recorded the post-game wrap-up show for the Bills game like a day ago. And it's only been a little bit longer than that. But here we are already recording the preview show for the Dolphins' trip to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars because we got Thursday night football this week. National TV, baby! It, it's hard enough... To, to record two podcasts in three days. Could you imagine playing a physical 60-minute NFL football game and then going back out there and doing it again four days later? It's probably a little bit easier than doing a podcast every couple of days. This is hard work. Those guys got it easy. Yeah, those guys, all they got to do is go out there and slap on some pads and beat the hell out of each other for for a few hours and then also practice a few times. But, you know, we got to practice. You know, we got to put a, a run sheet together. We got to we got to talk about ideas. We got to talk about advertisers who want to make sure you got clean balls. You know, how, this, how your boys doing? This is a tough job. Listen, I want to tell you, I that this ball toner is fantastic. It's really good stuff. The ball toner is great. You give you give the guys a little spritz. You let them air dry. Put on a little put on a little ball deodorant. Let me tell you, these folks over at Manscaped they they uh, are doing a good job because they know that proper grooming requires precision engineered tools. Because not only does a man sense a man's sensitive areas require it. But hygiene demands it. So you get the maximum skin-safe performance of the Lawnmower 3.0. And it has a compact design. So it's got a no-slip grip, an LED light, compact design to help you navigate all your little nooks and crannies. Wet or dry, because it's got, listen, it's water, it's 100% water resistant. So you can, you know, take care of your business in the shower. You know, you don't have to, like, put a mirror on the floor and, like, get into weird position. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. How many times have you found yourself in the bathroom with your, you know, you got your leg up on the on the counter there and you got a mirror on the floor and you're trying to, you know, get yourself taken care of. You're trying, and you're using, like, a, you know, 
big old pair of Listen, it's a disaster, right? You've been there. You've been there before. It's a disaster. It's really hard to do. But now it's easy because you're going to get taken care of by Manscaped. So head over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. That's all one word. D-O-L-P-H-I-N-S-T-A-L-K. You'll get 20% off your first order and you'll get free shipping. So they're going to send you the stuff to take care of your business and it's at no extra cost. You just pay the, you pay to buy the things. They send it to you and you can get to work making sure your junk is well groomed and all of the ladies and gentlemen in your life are going to appreciate you for taking care of that business. Brain, the brain can attest, right? I can attest. I am not just a promoter of this product, but also a client. And you can look forward to his video coming up on YouTube where he does the product demonstration for you. Um, So I'll let him tweet out the link um, so that you can watch how these products work for you. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code DOLPHINSTALK and save 20% off your first order and get free shipping. Pretty sweet deal. So we suggest that you take advantage of it. You can thank us later. Brain, we gotta uh, we gotta talk about some football here. We gotta talk about the other balls. Yeah, now we gotta talk about these other balls. Here's the thing. Coming into the season, I think all of us expected this to be one of the more winnable games, particularly in this first stretch of football games that the Dolphins find themselves in in their schedule. It's a pretty rough opening to the season, and I think uh, a lot of people expected this to be sort of like you know, the easy win. But what we've seen thus far through the Jacks from the Jacksonville Jaguars indicates that they are not going to be an easy out. It's going to probably be a little bit tougher game than we thought. And we are going to get into it in just another moment. But first, a reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. The show is at same old dolphins. The Brain is at Aaron the Brain. That's A-A-Ron the Brain on Twitter. I am at Amplified to Rock. The show is on Facebook at facebook.com slash same old dolphins. And every episode of the same old dolphin show is available on dolphinstalk.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And finally, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, download, rate, and review, and subscribe to the same old dolphin show Every little bit of uh, every positive review, every positive rating really helps us and helps spread the word about the show. So we appreciate you for taking the time to do that. You can also find the same old Dolphin show anywhere you find your podcasts. Brain, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're supposed to be tanking, but they're one and one and they were almost two and oh. Would you say that they are one of the surprises of this, you know, two week old NFL season? Sure. Uh, yeah. If, if you can have very many surprises two weeks into a season, the Jaguars would certainly be one of them. I think we all learned firsthand that even when an organization is making moves, uh, for the, that benefit the long term at the, uh, at the detriment of the short term, NFL teams don't tank. 
They don't actively go out there and try to lose games. And that's why in the NFL, on any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. It's not just a cliche in this league. There is a lot of parity, even though certainly there are good teams and there are bad teams. Any team can beat any other team on any given Sunday, or in this case, on any given Thursday. And the Jaguars are just a reminder that even though from a talent standpoint, they seem to be one of the worst teams in the league, this is a team that could very easily be 2-0 and heading into this game. They're a team that has shown a propensity to move the football, which is, I think, probably the thing that we need to start out talking about first because of just how poorly the Dolphins have done defensively. And in fact, we, we got a question on Twitter, um, from, from Golski. And again, you can tweet at the show at same old Dolphins. Golski asked us, he said, guys, I've got a question for you. A big focus of the last free agency and draft was the defense. And a lot of time and money has gone into improving it. What is needed to turn things around? Is it just more time or are there bigger problems? And I guess really that is something that we're going to find out heading into this game against the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge question. This is the question, really, uh, coming out of these these first two weeks, is that the Dolphins put so much resources, not just free agency money, but so many draft picks into the defensive side of the football. Brian Flores, a defensive-minded head coach, a, a guy with experience coaching on that side of the football. This is supposed to be a good defense. Now, what is gonna, what's it gonna take for things to come together? Yeah, I think time is, is certainly a part of that, but it is more than that. Uh, I think at the end of the day, this coaching staff needs to do a better job of putting these guys in the positions that they need to be in. And ultimately, these guys do need to play better. But uh you don't want to use this whole weird season as a cop-out because, again, every single team had to deal with these same uh circumstances. But the fact is, when you've got this many new parts, it's going to take time to gel And when you have a limited amount of practices, you're not doing live tackling, you don't have a preseason, it's going to take these players a good amount of time to learn to play off of one another and really trust the guy next to them to do their job. Uh, and also, it's going to take some time for the coaching staff to truly learn what players are are good at at certain things and and what are those positions to put them in so i i think when you look at i thought last week why well, it's not last week a couple of days ago was the perfect example of this because the dolphins went in with a game plan of let's play man defense against the buffalo bills receivers because we felt like our defensive backs could handle that and they got absolutely destroyed. And so that was a learning experience. And you would think the next time that we we go up against a team like Buffalo with those 
with those elite receivers or that we go up not against a team like Buffalo, but against Buffalo, we will have a different approach to the way that we play defense. It's just really difficult to to really decipher a, a game plan when you're not sure what the strengths of your players are. And yes, they, to a certain extent, look, you, the coach and the GM, they're in concert with one another when they're making these moves, when they're making these draft picks, when they're making these signings. So to a certain extent, yeah, they've got a responsibility that pretty early on, they should know what these guys' strengths and weaknesses are. But it's just really hard to tell until you actually put them out there and, and they get live bullets in a, in a, in an actual game. There's only so much that you're going to learn in training camp. And then you can't have, look, I know Josh Allen and Cam Newton are, are kind of similar in size and athletic ability. But as far as the way that these two offenses that the Dolphins have played approach that game and the skill set that they had from the, from the skill position players at wide receiver in particular, you couldn't have more differences there from week one to week two. And I think you come into this game now against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got some good players. Uh, they, you know, DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, uh, they're, they're, they're good receivers. Tyler Eifert is a guy that the Dolphins are going to need to prepare for, but this isn't some high powered Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Yes. Garden, Gardner Minshew, the stash, he's, He's been highly efficient through the first two games. He's certainly a competent quarterback back there. But this is not a team that should really, you know, do what what Buffalo was able to do to Miami secondary this week. And that's regardless of whether or not Byron Jones plays. Miami's secondary should match up a lot better with them. And then it, it just comes down to, at that point... uh Look, it comes down to execution. It comes down to can the Dolphins' defensive line win in the trenches. Last week, we saw the defensive line improve as the game went on. But in the first half of the game, they were largely ineffective. So, you know, they're they're going to need to play a 60-minute game, which they haven't done. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins as a team haven't done. But the, but the defense specifically has played, you know, a good quarter here a good quarter there, they're going to need to string together a, a full game of quality defense. And that's not to say that you expect them, that, that you're going to need to shut Jacksonville out, but you're going to need more consistency from from the from the different position groups on this Dolphins defense. We should also have a chance to, to get some pass rush in this game as Jacksonville uh, has given up you know, Gardner Minshew has been good, but he's been sacked six times through the first two games. And, uh, that's on 65, uh, you know, he's had 65 passes. So that's 71 dropbacks. He's been sacked on 8% of his dropbacks, a little over 8%, which is, uh, you know, bottom, bottom half of the league. So I guess the question is how they do that because, I listen. They're not like a an offensive juggernaut, but Jay Gruden really has this offense 
playing very well. I mean, they've got some pretty decent receivers. And as you mentioned, Chark and, and Cole and Eifert is a, it's a decent tight end. But they've also had a surprisingly good running attack with James Robinson in the backfield, which is a little bit of a surprise. Again, this was a team that everybody expected to be tanking. But Jay Gruden has these guys playing some pretty good football on the offensive side. Yeah, it, they 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 look like a well-coached unit. They've certainly had a couple of, of good games. They've, they've put up some points, but as far as it, look, it, at the end of the day, it, it really, it just comes down to, to, to setting the edge, stopping the run. Uh, and, and we're going to need the secondary to play better. We're going to need to put some pressure on the quarterback. I think some of it is going to be scheme. I think there, there are going to be times where I think, look, in these first two games, you're going up against Cam Newton and Josh Allen. So there was a, a noted awareness that if you aren't careful and you regret and you go upfield, to rush the passer a little too aggressively, you're setting yourself up to to the big gain on the on the ground from the quarterback scramble. Gardner Minshew can move; he's not immobile back there. But Gardner Minshew is not a guy that you're going to worry about that as much with. So I think it's a much more straightforward game plan. This isn't a difficult offense to prepare for because I think it's a much more conventional offense than the last two offenses that the Dolphins have prepared for and I think that makes it easier from that standpoint and again with each week you should see this defense start to gel together there is too much talent simply put on that side of the football for them to be this bad and right now they've been the worst defense in the National Football League, and I just don't see that to continue. But I am going to call out one guy that I think needs to really step up. I he I, he got a pass. It, you know, we spent the the entirety of the show uh, Sunday afterwards, the the post game recap. Uh, you know, basically talking about how the defense. The, you know, the secondary didn't do a good job, and we talked about you know we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterbacks, but. For two weeks in a row, one Dolphins defensive player has had a chance to make the biggest play of the game on the defensive side of the ball and has failed, and that's Kyle Van Noy. So I and and the Dolphins are paying him way too much money. They're not just paying Kyle Van Noy to be a solid player, a guy who makes all of the plays that he's expected to make. When you pay a, a linebacker, when you play, pay any guy on your team that kind of money, you're paying them that kind of money to make the exceptional play. And the last two weeks, in, in really key moments of the game, he's had opportunities to make the exceptional play and he's, he's come up short. So I think it's a big game for the defense as a whole. But if there's one guy I'm really looking at, I, I mean, I could single out a couple of guys, but if there's one guy I'm looking at, uh, it's Kyle Van Noy. Hopefully he will answer the bell. And respond in a big way because we know that Kyle Van Noy listens to every episode of the same old Dolphin show. So now that you're calling him out by name, we expect that he's going to turn it around. That's what I do. I light the fire under Kyle Van Noy. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. 
I, I, I am certain he's going to turn it around. Let's go to the other side of the ball now, Brain, because the Dolphins had a, had a little bit more success moving the ball in uh, week two against Buffalo. But, uh, you know, they and now they've got an opportunity against a Jacksonville team that is easily, I think, the weakest defense that they've faced so far. So what is what what where areas are the Dolphins, do you think, going to have the most success in against this Jaguars defense? And, and where is the vulnerability? The vulnerability for this Jacksonville defense is certainly in the in the secondary. It's they're they're uh, one of the worst pass defenses in the league through the first two weeks. Conversely, they've actually been pretty good against the run. That said, the Dolphins, we, we, we need balance. We can't just abandon the run. So you, you want to see that the Dolphins can, can put together some sort of competent running game. But I don't know that anybody can cover Mike Kosicki. What, what we saw in that game, that wasn't simply Mike Gesicki taking advantage uh, of a Bills team that had some some injuries at linebacker. He was doing that against corners and safeties too. And there's a reason why the Dolphins were so high on Gesicki, why they drafted him in the second round, and why he he's expected to be a big part of this offense. He is a matchup problem and he should be a matchup problem for just about any defense. So I really look at that model last week and I say, that's a coming out party for Mike Gesicki. At this point, you've got to make the, this guy's got to be part, you know, a focal point of your offense. None of this, we're targeting Mike Gesicki three, four times in a game. No. Make the other team prove that they can stop Mike Gesicki because if they can't, it's, it's easy yardage. It's easy 10 to 15 yard throws. Fitzpatrick clearly has a rapport with him and it really just opens the rest of the offense up for, for Devontae Parker. It opens it up for Miles Gaskin and Matt Breida coming out of the backfield. I'm also interested to see what is who who's the number 2 receiver on this team who who's the aside from Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki what because Mike Gesicki although a tight end will often line up in the slot so he almost functions as a second wide receiver what receiver gets those next that the the next highest target share because through 2 weeks to me, Isaiah Ford looks like the next best reliable option. And that's not to say that you're not going to, Preston Williams isn't going to get some snaps and, and do some things downfield that Jakeem Grant might not get some snaps and, and do some things downfield. I'm, I'm sure look, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. as they, as the season progresses might get more and more, uh, involved in the offense. But to me, the reliable guys, the reliable receivers on this team are Devontae Parker and Isaiah Ford. And then if you want to call him a receiver, Mike Kosicki. So uh, they were thinking the Dolphins are going to be leaning on the aerial attack here. What do you think about the backfield? Do you think this is a game where we see Matt Breida start to get a little bit more into the mix? Like we saw that last week. We saw that after, you know, Miles Gaskin was still the number one guy in the backfield when it came to snap counts and when it came to carries. But Matt Breida had a bit more of a presence. So is that going to continue this week? Or are the Dolphins going to find additional ways to work him into the plan? At this point... And, and again, it's early and I think the situation is fluid. 
I think Jordan Howard's your starter, but it's really, I, I don't know how much longer that can be. I wouldn't be shocked if he's not the starter at this, at, you know, come, come this game on Thursday. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Gaskins ends up being the starter. At this point, what it looks like to me is that Miles Gaskin and, uh, and Matt Breida have about a 50-50 split of this backfield and, you know, and Flores or, or Chan Gailey will ride whoever's the hot hand. And Jordan Howard's role right now is not the early down work. Jordan Howard's role right now is like Lusaka polite back from the, from the Tony Sperano days. It's oh, we got a Lusaka polite reference that, on the show that, tonight. We're, we're in business here. That's literally all that, at least from an effectiveness standpoint, the only time that Jordan Howard has been any kind of effective through these first two games is short yardage. And by the way, it's not like, Hey, here's a, here's a third and two and he picks up five yards. No, he's doing it in Lusaka polite fashion. You need one yard. He's going to get you one yard. And so look, when he's had the early down work, it hasn't worked out. When Miles Gaskins had the the early down work, he's gotten it going. I, I I don't see them having any kind of loyalty to giving Jordan Howard uh the rock early early on the early downs just because you know that's what everybody thought was going to be the case and maybe that was their game plan. But through two weeks of the season, it's pretty obvious that Jordan Howard is at best, the third best running back in this group. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the mix continues. I, I do expect, like you said, I, I think it just seems clear to me that Jordan Howard is the short yardage guy at this point. He's the short yardage and goal line guy. And it'll be interesting to see if the Dolphins are, are even looking to sort of get him a bit more involved. Honestly, I would, I would, to me, the, look, the last couple of, the last, you know, in these first two games, the offense has struggled to get going, but it struggled when Jordan Howard is on the field. I wouldn't start him. I, I simply wouldn't start him because you're just banging your head against the wall for a drive and you're stalling yourself out and you're, you're, you're purposely at that point, at this point, you're purposely getting off to a slow start. You're just, just for the sake of playing this guy because you signed him. At this point, it's very obvious that Miles Gaskin should be starting and, you know, Matt Breida should be coming in to spell him. And then whoever's got the hot hand, that's who you ride because they have a very similar skill set. And Jordan Howard is simply your short yardage back. And I'm fine with that. Well, there it is. Well, let's we'll we'll see on Sunday how uh, or rather Thursday, I should say, whether uh, he is, in fact, continuing in that role before we make our predictions for this game brain as always i i put out a request onto twitter for folks to send me their one hot take on dolphins jags and we we got some good ones so i'm gonna i'm gonna read through a few of these you ready ready here we go austin dobbins says miles gaskin and mike gasicki continue to show promise as both have over 100 yards and a touchdown while we blow out Jacksonville 34 to 13. I love it. You like that one. How about this one? Jordan Murray at JoJo Murray 34 says Dolphins D actually shows up. 
Preston Williams goes off. Dolphins win 42-21. Woo! Love it. Are you seeing a theme here developing? At Musings of Cody J says Gaskin for 150 yards from scrimmage and eight catches. That's a lot of Miles Gaskin. Where is this positivity coming from? Everybody loves Miles. Listen, maybe it's a lot of, maybe it's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars disrespect, but we got a lot of positivity there. Uh, let's see. Chris Johnson at Venti Green Tea. Fantastic handle. Says Matt Breida will have a breakout game. <laughs> I called this last week. At DP06251 says, I'd say Nick Needham has a bounce back game. One interception. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, at here for the fin says in true Dolphins running back carousel fashion, Laird is now the RB one and Gaskin is a healthy scratch. <laughs> it's a yes. very strong hot take. Yes. That uh, one is on fire. Talk about here's another great um, at Eric at squid vicious 32. That's a good handle. Mike Gesicki leads both teams in receiving yards. I sense a, a theme developing here. And uh, the the boss, Mike from Dolphins Talk, at Dolphins Talk, says Miles Gaskin is RB1 for the Dolphins the remainder of the season, leaping Howard and Breida on the death chart. I'm with it. That That's essentially, I'm in complete agreement with Mike. I think that's the way to go. Very good. And uh, let's see. From at Zach Peralt, he says Minshew has a career game and Finns get embarrassed yet again on national TV. Finally, some <laughs> some negativity. You're like welcoming the negativity. Well, I mean, look, we're 0-2. <laughs> we're 0-2. There's supposed to be negativity. Well, let's see. We got at, at Conan... Dunham one says we're 18 games into the Flores regime and I want to start to see an identity for this team. We aren't above average at anything except punting. This is not only is that a hair, a, a hot take, but that is, that is fair. That is absolutely fair criticism. Uh, let's see. We get uh, a small package. This is from, uh, at, uh, Brandon Minich, a small package installed for Tua, and Gaskin goes off. Eh, possible, less likely on the short week that you're going to see, uh, you know, more of those, you know, gimmicky things. I, I think on a shorter week, there, there's less time to really install those, those gimmicks and, and really practice them. I think this week is more about playing a straight up football game, focusing on the fundamentals and just beating your man. How about this one from at Raptor Blood 13? Gardner Minshew throws four touchdowns and we see Tua at halftime. Possible. I like, I, you know, he's going out on a limb. Uh, obviously, uh, if the That's secondary. What I, it's literally what I asked for was, was, was for a hot take. Yeah, well, it was hot. He gave you what you were looking for. I like it. Uh, at Dolphin underscore fan underscore Dan says it's a shootout. Both QBs over 300 yards. Iggy has a bounce back game. Goes down to the last drive. Dolphins win 37-33. And uh, finally, well, we've got two more. David Parker says Beard beats the stash. Which is great. Did you hear these guys were going back and forth? Fitz was uh, sort of taking it to Gardner Minshew. He said, the mustaches versus the beard. I think the beard is cooler. Guys that grow mustaches have patchy sides. 
<laughs> Shots fired. I mean, uh, listen, uh, how are we going to get, we got to get hashtag patchy sides trending. Absolutely. Uh, on Thursday, tweet uh, with the hashtag same old dolphins and hashtag patchy sides. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, that's that's a good one. And finally, m- one of my probably my favorite tweet of the day so far comes from Ali of New York. He says, Minshew is going to get thin chewed. Oh, boy. Thin chewed. That's a great. <laughs> thin chewed. I love it. That's a great oh. verb. Oh, boy. Thin chewed. That's it. That's an oy vey right there. Listen, if the Dolphins win this game in convincing fashion and, and Minshew doesn't have a good game, 100% the post-game wrap-up show is going to be called Minshew Gets Finchewed. 100%. Not, not a question, not a shred of doubt in my mind. I'm, I'm glad that we're, not, that we're not playing Gardner Minshew twice every year so that we have to relive this Finchewed thing. Well, twice a season. Could you imagine? Hashtag patchy sides. Hashtag finchewed. Hashtag finchewed. All right. It's prediction time, Brain. What do you got in this one? I think things look right now. My panic level on a scale of zero to 10 for the Dolphins. It's about a five, four or five. If we lose this game. It's a 10. I know Jacksonville has looked good over the first two weeks, but they're still Jacksonville. They're still going to be one of the worst teams in the league when all is said and done. This is a game that the Dolphins have to win if they want to, to avoid a really horrific start to this season because things aren't getting easier after this. You've still got Seattle coming up. You've got San Francisco coming up. You've got a game against Denver, uh, which, you know, coming into the season, you say, well, that could go either way. But there's a legit possibility if we lose this game that we're going into that game 0-5. And this is looking very similarly to how we started last year. Right, but you know who's going to be the quarterback for the Broncos in that game? Will it be Jeff Driscoll or will it be... Uh, oh, you haven't heard. No. What, you what have happened? not heard that the Denver Broncos signed a free agent to a one-year contract. And that free agent was future Hall of Famer Blake Bortles. Oh, boy. Blake Bortles. So, so no Jeff nights. Driscoll's going to be the quarterback there for that game. This is devastating. Yeah, but but there will look, be no Blake like, Bortles look, slander on the same old down. dolphin show. There will be no Blake Bortles slander on the same old dolphin show. We we are Blake Bortles stands on this show. At least one of done? us is. Are, yeah, are you, are you done with the the Blake Bortles chest dumping? Listen, that Fiesta Bowl against TCU. No, Baylor. It was against Baylor. It should have been against TCU, but they gave us Baylor instead. It was a great game. He was a legend in that game. Fantastic. Such a legend that I forgot who he was playing. Right, right. Continue. Um, but but yeah, so if we lose this game, my panic level goes to a 10. And look, at that point, Brian Flores comes under fire. 
because like you can't just give them a pass. Like, you know, when they started 0-7 last year, everybody gave them a pass because everybody said, well, the Dolphins are tanking. And then uh, they win five of the last nine, and now everybody says Brian Flores did a great job. You can't have it both ways where you could just avoid criticism when the team loses because you have no expectations, but then get all the credit when the team wins because the team has no expectations. They've got expectations this year, and... Uh, look, whenever a team fails to meet expectations, it's got to fall on the coach. And it's not like Brian Flores has this huge track record as a head coach. So, uh, right now, this is a, a very important game in the early career of Brian Flores to stop the bleeding. I think that the Dolphins get it done. I think that, um, facing Jacksonville, uh, it's, it's a huge, drop off from from New England and Buffalo. I know they've been playing well, but this Buffalo and New England are two teams that I fully expect to win double digit games this year and be in the playoffs. Jacksonville I think is a 4 or 5 win team. You got to take care of business here. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to blow Jacksonville out. I think there's still going to be issues here and there. I think, uh, I, I think we might struggle to get a, a much of a running game. I think that, um, I do think that we will have some success offensively and I think it's going to be, uh, largely due to our passing game on the defensive side of the ball. It looks very unlikely that Byron Jones is going to play. That means you're, you're probably, look, you're, you need a big game from Xavier and Howard. You need him to really lock down half of the field and you're going to be relying on Noah Igbenogany to bounce back as one, as one of our, uh, as one of our followers put it, a, a bounce back game for Iggy. You're going to need Nick Needham to, to have a good game in the slot and you're going to need all of these Dolphins, uh, defensive backs to to do their jobs and keep things in front of them and not allow the big play that they allowed uh over and over and over again to Buffalo on Sunday. Uh I think we're able to do that because I think we're we're more equipped to stop these Jacksonville receivers than we were those Buffalo receivers. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the playmakers in the front 7 for Miami. Christian Wilkins Kyle Van Noy, Jerome Baker. These guys are supposed to be the leaders of this defense. Those guys need to be making some plays, some impact plays. I think they make a few. I think they get a couple of turnovers. I don't think we blow Jacksonville out, but I think we do enough to win Miami 20, Jacksonville 17. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to go with you. I, I sort of went back and forth and I was I was having the conversation with myself earlier today that are you actually going to pick the Jaguars to defeat the Miami Dolphins? And I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I have I have not drunk an entire glass of Kool-Aid on this team, but I have drunk enough of the Kool-Aid to believe that the Dolphins are going to be able to go to Jacksonville, even on a short week, 
and get a win. I think it is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think there's going to be a lot of offense here, and I think the Dolphins are going to escape with a victory, perhaps even in overtime, thanks to the foot of the Jason Sanders and your Miami Dolphins defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars by a score of 37-34. to 34. Woo! Go Dolphins. Love it. Uh, start all of your Jaguars in fantasy this week. And start Mike Gasicki and Isaiah Ford and Miles Gaskin. Isaiah Ford. So you're calling for a big game from Isaiah Ford yeah. over Devontae Parker. Yeah, I'm, I'm Isaiah Ford. Cause, cause that's I, a pretty hot take. Well, listen, that's what we do here. Listen, I believe that Parker and Preston Williams are going to get some attention. Preston Williams is going to keep dropping passes and we're going to rely on Isaiah Ford. The big thing is, the big thing is the guy who's the odd man out here is, is Jakeem Grant. Cause just Ryan Fitzpatrick just doesn't like to throw him the football. And it's like ja- Jakeem Grant was only going to be a big feature part of this offense if Josh Rosen was the quarterback and that's not going to happen. So I, I like the idea of, of Isaiah Ford showing up from the slot and, and making some things happen. So, yeah, Dolphins get the, get the big win in a high-scoring affair on Thursday night. And that, I think, is going to wrap us up. Should we, uh, should we get out of here? Go, go watch some football? You want to tell the people where they can find us? Yeah. I guess they can they can find us on Twitter at Amplified to Rock at Aaron the Brain that's at A A Ron the Brain at Same Old Dolphins DolphinsTalk.com visit the website every single day it's your one stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins and don't forget download rate review subscribe Apple Podcasts Same Old Dolphins Show of course the Same Old Dolphins Show also appears in the main feed of the dolphinstalk.com daily podcast so if you're subscribed to the Dolphins Talk podcast you will get us twice a week when we show up so those are all the places and as always if there's any place that you would like to listen to the podcast that we aren't currently available on let me know shoot us shoot us a, a DM on Twitter the DMs are open slide in the DMs let us know what's going on where we should be and we will do our best to get there for you. And that is going to wrap us up. So enjoy the rest of the week. If you're a basketball fan, go Heat on Wednesday night as the Heat prepare to try to get, try to extend their lead in that series over the Celtics to three games to one. And then on Thursday night, baby, national TV, NFL Network, your Miami Dolphins, Gardner Minshew, Jacksonville Jaguars versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin, Jason Sanders, and Matt Hawk, the Miami Dolphins. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal.